Secure Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. This show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor. Investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full informed investment decision. This is your money, your wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMV. Now, here's Joe Anderson and Big Al Clopine. Hey, it's a little bit after the hour. Uh, good morning, everyone. We're broadcasting here from Studio C, Alan. Yeah, Studio C. Right here in Southern California. Welcome to the show. My name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner with Big Al Clopine. He's a CPA. I'm pretty excited about today because it's yet another radio show. And I was, I was just thinking about that, Joe, in the shower this morning. I was thinking, uh, I don't know, we've been doing this 10 years. Yep. In some cases, uh, one show a week. In some cases, we did a couple shows. There was a while we were doing four shows in a week. And so I think we're, I don't know, how many, sh- like seven, 700 shows, maybe? <laughs> oh, don't remind me. <laughs> I don't know. This could be it. This, seven, 701. We, get, we finally get the hook. I don't know. We, we, we got to start counting now. I know. We maybe, show we, show we, number. You know what? We're just going to start over. Is it just start at one? Yeah, maybe next year we'll just start at one. Because that'll be the first reasonable show. It took us <laughs> 10 years to get the nerves yes, out. We got the practice out. Yeah, right? Hey, um, all right, little lineup for the show. We're going to get into Social Security, a couple of different things there. Did you know, Al, that uh, more than half of people don't know that they may have a spousal benefit? And so we'll get into what a spousal benefit is. Yeah, good idea. And other statistics when it comes to Social Security. Big Al pulled out his Social Security statement. He was bragging before we got on the air. <laughs> how big about, it is. How, how big of because a success. I, because I've been so successful. How big of a success Big Al has been. <laughs> uh, then, of course, we have this election coming right around the corner, so we can talk a little bit about taxes. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of stuff on that. When it looks at um, Hillary or Donald, yes. what we can expect, and we right. have some ideas and strategies there that you might want to take advantage of before year end. Right. Uh, and then, of course, we get your email questions. Can't wait. So we will get into those email questions and dive into that, and that usually goes about, I don't know, two hours. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we cram, we take one question, it takes an hour. Yes, and I think that's very well time spent. You do? Sure. <laughs> okay. What do, what, our, is, what do our ratings say, though? Oh, I don't know. What is an IRA? Okay, well. <laughs> Individual retirement account. Next question. No, we got to milk it this thing gotta, out. <laughs> we got to milk it for everything we got. Got it. Okay. Um. All right. So let's let's dive in. Social Security spousal benefits. This yeah. is from uh, Financial Planning Magazine. Okay. And it said that more than half of people don't know they have them. So let's define spousal. So I suppose if you're married, you have a spousal benefit. Or if you were married, divorced, and were married to that individual for 10 years. 10 years, okay. Uh, then you still qualify potentially for a spousal benefit on your ex-spouse's benefit as long as you haven't remarried. So All right. So you got, you've been married 10 years, you've been divorced, and, now, and you haven't remarried, so you could claim spousal. That's pretty cool. So, so spousal so what, benefits. Yeah, so, what is it? So you take a look at your benefit or your spouse's benefit. All right. So let's say my benefit. I look at my Social Security statement, and it will say Joseph Anderson's whatever at full retirement age is a thousand bucks. But maybe I'm married, and so my spouse's benefit is three thousand dollars. Sure. Because so, she was more successful. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't found her yet. <laughs> Wait, but, you will. Yes. Uh, hopefully after this show. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm going to c- come up with an app. 
Really? Yes. And the they, app is going to dig into the Social Security records. I thought it was going to be a, a specialized app called Dating Joe Anderson, so we could all track it. <laughs> yeah, we could do that, Let's too. Let's see. What's he doing Friday night? Is he going out Thursday? Oh, this is getting serious. <laughs> oh, wow. But no, here's the app, Al. This is going to hit. Okay. All what's, right? what's the app? So the app is going to look into people's Social Security benefits, right? And then they'll say, this person has a benefit of 2000 This benefit has a person, you know, right? Yeah. So let's say if I was don't have enough income, then I could look at the app and find someone that has a high Social Security benefit. <laughs> and then that would be my dating Got choice. It. Okay. So, uh, so, so we're not for, looking at- this, lo- is, this is for others to see. This is for others. Yeah. Okay. It's not my app. Got it. Well, this, I'm going to create gonna the create app. You're going to create it. But this is so you can find your gal that has $3,000 a month benefit. Y- yes. Well, I, I might use it when I turn 66. <laughs> Or 67, but for those of you, Got right, it. that might need a little bit of extra cash flow, right? This app will help those individuals. Got it. Okay. Anyway. All right. I so, think that, uh, that's, that will be a big uh, item here coming up. We'll, spousal we'll be, benefits. We'll be announcing it on the show. Spousal benefits. So it's so again, the example, my spouse has $3,000. My benefit is 1000 My benefit would go to 1500 bucks. It's yours or half your spouse's, whichever is larger. Okay, so all right, so you so you don't have to take your thousand. You can no, take, you I can, can take yes. you can take fifteen hundred. I can increase that benefit to half of my spouse's benefit once I reach full retirement age. Got it. Okay. If I take the spousal benefit prior to my full retirement age, I would receive a reduction in that benefit. Okay, you could take Social Security benefits as early as sixty-two. So if you do take that spousal benefit at age sixty-two, so let's say I look. And my spouse's benefit is $3,000, so I'm entitled to $1,500 at my full retirement age. But if I'm looking at it and say, you know what, I want to have a little bit more income now at age 62, I can take that spousal benefit, but it's not going to be half. Right. It's going to be about 35% of the spouse's benefit. Wow. So like 35% of 3000 instead of half of 3000 You got it. Got it. So it's going to be a reduction, just like when you claim your normal Social Security benefits. Right. So if you claim it at 62 on your own record, you're going to receive a 25% haircut if sure. your full retirement age is 66. Got it. Same thing with the spousal benefit. You can claim it as early as 62, but just know that you would receive a reduction in the spousal benefit. So here's the thing is that a lot of times people don't understand. I teach adult education courses, right, all over Southern California. And with this one individual, she's like, you're lying. I was like, no, why would I lie about spousal benefits? <laughs> You've been thinking all, how can I lie to them about this right? benefit? No way, you must be joking. <laughs> no, it's not. So spousal benefits is not a lot of fun. To, you know, it's, there's no jokes. There's no jokes. Hey, well, it, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about spousal social security and, benefits. And think of this, Gertrude, she didn't take your spousal benefit. And right. then it's like you're looking at the audience. Why didn't you laugh? Exactly. Right? So, yeah. You wouldn't get me to laugh. When as well as that, that joke you just told. It was awful. It's terrible. Oh, but so here's the deal. You have to take a look. You have to identify some things here. So if you were, so now let's say that you're divorced, okay? And then you have to look at your ex-spouses. Maybe your ex-spouse was successful, Right? And then you're thinking, hey, well, can I claim on the ex-spouse? As long as you have not remarried, yes, you can claim on an ex-spouse's benefit as long as you were married to that individual for 10 years. So let's say the this ex-spouse, so um, maybe married several times. So can several ex-spouses claim on that same one that was successful? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. As long as they each were married 10 years. Yes. So person. let's say I was married three times, 10 years apiece, and then I could pick the top one. Yeah, I picked, yeah. That's I, where this app is going to come in, Al. 
you're like, nope, yeah, that one probably, stunk. Probably, you just get, the, the problem is you just got to push it through for 10 years. 10 years. You got to hold on. You got to hold on for 10 you know, years. Probably that, that first marriage, you don't think about such things. So you probably didn't get the best one. But then after that, you need the app, Yeah, right? and then you need the app. And so, you need 10 years. Social Security spouse Got to Got to hang on for 10 years. Just hang on. Hang yeah. on. All right. So, um, yeah, so just understand that there is the spousal benefit. Then we got into, like, restricted applications, file and suspend. A lot of those rules have changed since sure. last year. Yeah. Um, so when you look at a restricted application, that goes hand-in-hand hand with your spousal benefit. You bet. So a restricted application means this, is that, hey, I do not want to claim my benefit. I want to claim the spousal benefit, so half of my spouses if I was at full retirement age. Then I could take the spousal benefit, and then let my own benefit on my own record accrue, right? Because if you wait till full retirement age, or if you wait till age 70, so your full retirement age to age 70, right, you get that 8% delayed retirement credit. So the strategy was, all right, well, here, I'm going to file a restricted application on my spouse's benefit. So then I have half of the spouses, I'm not claiming mine, right? I let mine continue to accrue, and then I turn mine on. That is only available to individuals that turn 62 years of age uh, by 12:31 of last year. So if you are 62 or older, and if you haven't claimed any benefits, if you don't know about the spousal benefits or the restricted application or file and suspend, I highly encourage you to take a look at this. There's a lot of different things that you can do when it comes to Social Security benefits. It is a an income stream that will last you the rest of your life. And so you want to make sure that you're careful with that. Don't go anywhere. Show's got your money or wealth. Just getting started. This is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Welcome back to the show. Show's got your money or wealth. My name's Joe Anderson. I'm a certified financial planner. I'm with Big Al. He's a CPA. We're talking, starting the show off hot. Yeah, hot. Right with content, huh? Oh, Social Security is just no, so uh, riveting. Well, <laughs> but usually we just babble for a section or two so we got we got right into content you got into the spousal benefit um social security you got into the restrictive application okay let's do this here's my one (laughs) so here's what we've been doing this is what big al's been doing for the last month what is that you tell me you you do the recap of the last segment for like the first half of the next segment (laughs) Because everyone listens for two minutes, Joe. You have to keep saying what we so talked it's, about. It's cool. we, we just have one segment <laughs> that we just continue to repeat for two hours. It's it's an amazing... We, we, we stretch one segment into two hours exactly. like, like crazy. One spousal benefit. Two-hour so, talk on spousal so benefits. So can I talk? Yes, please. Okay, so this, uh, this caught my attention this week, this article. It said, the most important social security table you'll ever see. I thought, oh, okay, what's... Uh, Interesting. And so what this article is saying is that uh, almost 61 million people are receiving monthly benefits from Social Security, and uh, more than three out of five are receiving at least half of their income from Social Security. We know, I don't know, Joe, it's something like a third of the people, that's all the income they're receiving. But here's the uh, here's the interesting thing. Social Security. So your full, your full retirement age right now is age 66. Uh, you can take it as early as 62 and as late as 70. So why would you take it later rather than earlier? Well, you get a higher benefit if you wait. And here's here's an example right now, Joe. Uh, and this is the what is is the average benefit going out per month? One thousand three hundred fifty dollars. Okay. Well, it's probably one thousand three hundred fifty-five dollars. 
Well, it's, it's actually we got a five dollar raise. Yeah, well, that's next year. It's actually, if you want to be precise, I was rounding one thousand three hundred fifty dollars and sixty four cents. Okay, that's the average, and uh, so that's if you're at sixty six. Now, if you took that same benefit at age sixty two, it'd be one thousand twelve dollars, not one thousand three hundred fifty, one thousand twelve dollars, and if you wait until age seventy, it becomes one thousand seven hundred eighty two, and so you're thinking, well. I should take it early, right? Because I get the money early, right? But and because if I get eight, if I get eight years of benefits versus a higher benefit at age seventy, wouldn't that be a better idea, mm-hmm. right? And so this table helps us quantify that, right? And we're going to get back to your your illustration last segment, Joe. But uh, let's just go through this table. So really, if you take it at age sixty-two, in this example, you get about twelve thousand dollars a year. If you wait till age sixty-six, you get about sixteen thousand dollars a year. If you wait till age seventy, you get about twenty-one and a half thousand per year. Now, and then this is a cumulative table. And so what you will see on this table is the break-even between 62 and age 70 is about 80 years. In fact, uh, 80 years of age. At age 62, you would have got around 231,000. At age 70, you got about 235,000. But the break-even for between 66 and 70 is actually about 82, interestingly enough, according to this table. So uh, what table are you referring? I can't see a table. I know. I'm just reading. <laughs> this is this is an audio medium, so I can't really show it, Joe. So but you'll just have to listen carefully. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's table. Four. Table. T- yeah, table four. Section seven. Tip, t- <laughs> this is. Uh, Everyone got that? Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's 82. <laughs> 82 years of age. If you started at 70, you got 278,000 versus 66 at age. Uh, you get 275000 So, So, Joe, a lot of people look at that, Social Security. They look and say, well, what's the break-even, right? And it's like, well, am I going to live till age 80 or 82? And that is a way to look at it. But you were talking before the break about maybe that's not the best way to look at it. So i got another question for you here because there's so many different ways that people look at the break-even. And there's assumptions that people make, right? Sure. So if I take it at 62 and I, if I invest it, Right. Well, then that's one assumption. Then you have to look at okay. Well, what's the what's assumption the of rate? yeah, the, sure. yeah, yeah? What rate of return are you assuming? What's the tax rate? What you know? What what is inflation and everything right. else? Yeah, and these are just raw dollars. Just raw dollars. Mm-hmm. So it's just the dollar that you are receiving from Social Security. Because we know, and if you know about numbers, the sooner you get a dollar, it's more valuable than later. Right, because of the time value money, and we can we can get it all that stuff. This is just straight dollars. But I think um, one of the points that you made last night, which I agree with, is is a lot of us are living longer, and you got to think about Social Security income as maybe kind of longevity insurance. In other words, a lot of us are living into our 90s, and it's it's almost like forget the break-even point. It's like have this source of income that is indexed for inflation that will last your entire life, regardless of your portfolio. That's why one of the many reasons why we think it makes a lot of sense to delay benefits till age 70. Yeah, but that's very difficult to do, as you know, Al, because as soon as you retire... I know, you want the money, right? I mean, there's anxiety. I mean, it's a mental block. It is. And and in fact, let's say you retire at 66, and you come to somebody like us and we'll say, wait till 70, and then you're thinking, but I got to draw out of my portfolio for four years. There's no way I'll recover, right? That's the that's the emotional right. feeling. Well, because no one wants to dip into their overall investments. Sure, right? right. I mean, really good savers are awful spenders. They don't want to see that net worth go down. They don't want right. to see their investment values go down. Right? They understand volatility, but then they understand volatility of them taking also distributions. Then that's where that anxiety comes in. And so it's like, all right, well, here, if I can take Social Security benefits and get 25000 bucks, that's 25000 that I don't have to pull for my portfolio. Right. And that's going to allow my portfolio to grow. You bet. So that, yeah, 
Al and I understand that wholeheartedly. We we're pretty good at this, right? <laughs> but what the, what you're missing is that all right. Well, there's growth components, right, to each of the different portfolios, the the, the different pools of money. You got a guaranteed income by the government. If I wait from 66 to 70, they're going to give me an eight percent delayed retirement credit. So what do you think? And then plus the cost of living adjustment on top of that, the 005 percent that you might get. Right? But still, <laughs> five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but eight percent is significant. Yeah, it is. Right. So then it's like all right. Well, what? It, and it's not apples for apples. I can't just say all right. Well, look at an eight percent rate of return on your investment versus the eight percent return on on yeah. your. But but you get the gist. You get the point. And if you run the numbers, yeah, you you probably if you live to life expectancy or longer, which we are living a lot longer. And if you do this strategically, when you look at the taxation of Social Security, state of California does not tax right Social Security benefits. True. Up to eighty five percent of the benefits tax, but that means fifteen percent of the benefits are tax free on your federal return. And That's if you right. have a lot of money in retirement accounts, maybe it might make sense to deplete those first. Let your Social Security grow. Because you might then don't have that other Social Security income on your tax return. And so you could get a lot of the money out of your retirement account at lower rates. Lower tax brackets. Lower tax brackets that would reduce your required minimum distribution. And then once you turn 70 and a half, you know, right? You turn 70, you turn on your Social Security at a lot larger benefit, right? It almost doubles from 62 to 70. Right, that's true. So you have a significantly higher guaranteed income. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's then you're going to have potentially a lot lower taxes. Right. Right. So you have to put all of this together in a well thought out plan. Well, you do, and I think that's right, Joe. Because I think most people look at Social Security or almost anything in a vacuum. Right. It's just exists, right. and, and you really can't because if you can get a much higher benefit, and to be exact, the difference between age 62 and age 70, it's a 76 percent increase by waiting till 70. So that's that's it's almost double, right? As you said, and this this example that I went through, this is the average 1350 a lot of people that have been successful have benefits of double that right so and then it becomes even more important and one other thing i'd say joe is is if you're married you might want to consider having the highest wage earner wait till 70 because either spouse that passes will get the higher of the two benefits and so it's it's kind of a longevity insurance for the two of you got to take a break show's called your money your wealth this is Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back to the show. Joe's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Uh, Joe Anderson here. I'm a certified financial planner with Alan Klopine. He's a CPA. Uh, go to our website if you like, purefinancial.com, P-U-R-E, purefinancial.com. Go to our learning center. A lot of great information in our learning center. I think we have, what, over... 300 videos. I know that for a fact. I think it was closer to four, but I'm just going to say 300. Three. Have you counted them? Well, there's a, a numbering system. You go to. Uh, oh, it, it tells you. It says 400 videos. I can just or three. see you all morning. It's been all morning. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I got to 296 and someone interrupted me. Yeah, I, I forgot. Over. Yes. <laughs> so there's there's a few hundred videos. How about that? There we go. Okay. Compliance. You know, I got to be careful. You, what you, t- you do, yes. Jim. Well, so do I. Like, because we're on radio, medium, we have to say, we have to be truthful. Well, yes, I'm not trying to lie to anyone to say we have 400 <laughs> videos versus three. That means I'm just stupid that I didn't look at the number before we got on the air. Got it. Uh, okay. So there's a lot of information on our website. Go to the Learning Center. Actually, on Friday, Alan Clopine, I did a uh, webinar yes. with Jamie Hopkins. Yeah. So he's the co-director of the Research of Retirement Income at the American College. And if you're not familiar with the American College, it's been around since, I don't know, 93 years. Uh, and that's where advisors go to get certified, like a certified financial planner. And there's other de- uh, different designations um, within the financial planning field. 
Uh, so he's a pretty smart guy. Yes. And we talked about using home equity. Interesting. Um, in, there was eight different strategies that we went through to look at home equity as a source of retirement income. And I know a lot of you are thinking right now when you hear me say that, it's like, I would never do that. <clears throat> right? Yeah, because reverse mortgages have kind of a bad rap. I said, there's eight strategies. That's one. But there's seven <laughs> others that you got to watch the webinar. If you look at it, there's a lot of different things that you can do with your home. Okay. And he looked at some statistics, Alan. Yes. Is that all right? Well, if you, and this is nationwide, right? We're in Southern California. So Southern California is a little bit different than where I'm from in Minnesota. Yes. When it comes to market values of property. And they looked at the amount of equity that people have versus their investable assets. And there was a lot more equity than personal assets. And it's like, all right, well, here, we're living a lot longer. And if you're ignoring this asset, you know, because of either personal biases or beliefs, just open your mind a little bit to take a look at see what strategies are available because in most cases a lot of people will need them but on the other side of the spectrum where people think well this is going to be a last resort i never want to touch the home and all of that yeah i get that i understand the emotional attachment to your home a home is people don't think of it as a financial asset right it, it it's the, like he said something like when you when you buy a home the three words is what you look at right location 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 sure. versus you know finance 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 or right. income 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 okay right yep but if you look at how your net worth is constructed a lot of you have a lot of um a lot of you have a lot of i like that word yeah that's really good it has significant equity yeah a lot of home equity and if you leave that on the table that could be jeopardizing a lot more fun in retirement a lot more freedom a lot more safety uh, so check out the webinar go to our learning center at purefinancial.com uh, a lot of good information there that will probably be posted up on our website in the next i don't know a few days next next few days or so i think uh, i agree with you joe and i and uh Without giving anything away, I, I got to say, in the last decade or so, there's been a lot of changes in the law, particularly in 2013. There were some pretty big law changes that made these things better, safer, and I, I think um, I think that they are. Well, you're in, referring it, to the reverse mortgage. Yes, reverse mortgage, yeah. correct. And I and I'm and I'm thinking that uh, people should, in many cases, give this a look again. It's not for everybody, but in many cases, it might be something to consider. But yeah, and then with our webinar that we did, there's seven other strategies besides uh, the reverse mortgage. That, oh, that's just one of them. Yeah, Got that's it. just one of Got many it. other alternatives that okay. someone might want to look at. Got it. All right. But yeah, 13, 14, 15, they made significant law changes to the reverse mortgage. And so it's not the reverse mortgage that you that might it used to be. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, used to yeah be. That, that's exactly right, Joe. And so, and what we would look at is probably just a line of credit or like the Heckam. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of good uses there. Uh, so talk to your local mortgage broker if you want you know, <laughs> to, right. to, to get one. Or s- sit down with an advisor, I think, yeah, more yeah. importantly, just to see how that would work out in your overall situation. Right. Joe, we're, um, we're in election season uh, right now, and we've got some candidates, and they have pretty different views on taxes. And, of course, we all know that a president may uh, guide us with certain direction, but they can't actually change the tax law without approval by Congress and the Senate. So we have this system of checks and balances. But it's nice to know uh, at least what our candidates are standing for. And I, and, and they're, they're pretty different. I just want to outline some of the big differences, Joe. The, in terms of Hillary Clinton, uh, first of all, she wants to keep the tax brackets that we have right now as is, except she wants to add a surtax if, you're, uh, if your income is over $5 million, just a gross income over five million dollars so uh but most of the rest of us then would pay the same amount but a really big difference is capital gains when you buy a stock mutual fund piece of real estate and you hold it for at least a year and you sell it that's called long-term capital gain you get a lot lower tax rate 
And she is uh, suggesting that to get that lower long-term capital gain rate, you have to own the asset for six years, not one year. And then there's these various things, like short-term is still like it is right now, it's ordinary income. But if you hold it between... um, Oh, if you hold it between two and four years, uh, then it's uh, thirty or one and one and I'm sorry, one and three years. It's thirty-five point eight percent. Potentially, that's the highest rate. And if you hold it for four to six years, it's twenty-three point eight percent, and so on. So, uh, at any rate, uh, be aware of that. She so would, let's say, uh, a takeaway from that. So yes. right now, you have a, a year to hold on to your asset. Right. And if you sell it after a year, right, you have long-term capital gains. That's rates. right. And so if Hillary wins, and so now that she wants to push that out to six years. Correct. So what you might want to look at, if you believe that Hillary's going to win, is maybe some tax loss harvesting. Maybe you want to take some gains off the table if you sure. need some of that liquidity. Well, it's a cheaper rate. Yeah, well, bet. it's a cheaper rate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, there's only so much time left in the year. Yes. And who knows if, it, it, like you said, if it will ever get passed. Yeah. But there's a, I know a lot of our listeners now. They freak out about stuff. Yeah, they, they do. And they, so this is just forewarned is that if that happens, all right, well, here, there's some strategies that you can do before you're in. Right, exactly. And another one, Joe, is to, uh, she wants to help shore up Social Security by increasing the ceiling on wages uh, and maybe increasing the 6.2% withholding amount. Uh, she would like to reduce the benefit on charitable gifts to um, uh, higher income taxpayers so they don't get as much benefit. She wants to have alternative minimum tax be 30%, not 28%. That's the so-called Buffett rule. And uh, she would like to uh, increase the estate tax. You know, when you when you have assets and you pass away, it, right now it's it's almost $5.5 million passes to the next generation tax-free per person. If you're married, you double up on that. Anything above that is taxed at 40%. She's talked about bringing it down to $3.5 million exemption and a 65% tax. So we'll see about that. Now, in terms of Clinton, I'm sorry, uh, Trump, Trump would actually uh, like to reduce our taxes. I'm sure you've heard. He's, he wants to take it uh, to three brackets, 12%, 25%, and 33%. Right now, our lowest bracket is 10%. Our highest one's 396 And uh, he would like to have a special 15% business tax rate. So if you own a company and the company has profits, you only pay tax on 15% of that if it's a pass-through entity. So that would be a much uh, reduced tax. He would like to eliminate alternative minimum tax. He would like to eliminate the estate tax and so forth. So at any rate, Joe, uh, you are right. What are the takeaways? But, uh, well, uh, let me ask you a quick question. With with Trump, he's he wants to lower uh, tax rates, but what about deductions? Uh, the the deductions he has talked would about they remain the same, or would there be elimination of deductions? He, he's talked about reducing deductions as well, uh, except for mortgage interest and, and charity. But there would be reductions in other ones. So we'll have we'll have to see, Joe. And I think that in in my mind, the biggest takeaway here is we know taxes are changing. We know what they are right now, and we know what the strategies are right at this point. And certainly with regards to capital gains, there there would be cases where people ought to be looking at tax loss harvesting right now. And and even tax gain harvesting at this point. I'll tell you, another gigantic one is Roth conversions. You, you all ought to be looking at Roth conversions at this point because we don't know what taxes are going to be in the future. You do your conversion now, and you get to recharacterize it all the way until you file your tax return, which means you can undo it. So you do the conversion now. If tax rates go up, then great, you keep your conversion, you pay the 2015 rates. If they go down, you recharacterize it, maybe do a conversion next year. So, Joe, it's all about maintaining control over your taxes because when you understand what strategies are available, you can put yourself in a better spot for the rest of your life. You may not be getting this advice from your advisors because most 
Um, financial planners are helping you with your investments, maybe your cash flow. Most tax uh, advisors are helping you one year at a time. But really, you've got to look at this the whole rest of your life. You've got to have a forward-looking, tax-efficient strategy to be able to pay less taxes over your life. Find out how you can legally pay fewer taxes than ever before. We've got a brand new personalized tax reduction analysis. And in the analysis, we'll sit down with you, spend maybe a couple hours with you, and show you the best strategies that are going to work for you to reduce your taxes this year and for years to come at no cost and no obligation. So this is our gift for you this weekend, but you do need to call us in the next five minutes. This is for your complimentary personalized tax reduction analysis at 888-994-6257. 888-994-6257. All right, we got to take a break. Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Now back to Your Money, Your Wealth on Talk Radio 760 KFMB. Hey, welcome back. Uh, Show's called Your Money, Your Wealth. Joe Anderson here. I'm a certified financial planner with Alan Klopine. He's a CPA. Go to purefinancial.com to get more information about us and our firm or yourmoneyyourwealth.com. Your Money, Your Wealth. Um, for those of you that don't know, we do a TV show as well. And so we're going to do a couple special secret episodes here. Yeah, coming up. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get back to season four right there in the beginning of the new year. Yeah, in January, right? Yeah, you bet. So your money, your wealth. Um, great information there. And if I do say so, that could be biased. (laughs) Uh, go to iTunes. It's just phenomenal. I mean, you can, you can watch those episodes on your phone. By, by going to uh, YouTube, right, and, and typing in Pure Financial Advisors, and there you go. You can find the episodes. Or Your Money, Your Wealth. Or Your Money, Your Wealth, or, or purefinancial.com. All kinds of ways. All, all kinds of ways. Crazy. <laughs> uh, go to um, iTunes as well if you want to listen to the podcast of this program. iTunes, you can download, and it will come right to your uh, device weekly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then you can write a little review if you like it, if you hated it. We can't tell you what to write, but... You can write one. I don't think you're allowed to ask for a review. No? With our compliance officer. Yeah. Why not? Because it's... it's, it's, See, this is terrible? (laughs) Please? Please tell us we're we're awful. So we can get off the air so I can get my Saturdays? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's okay. Right? Yeah. That's okay. So, yeah, we can tell people to write bad things, but not good things. Yeah, I think that's We can't tell you to do anything. That's the inference. (laughs) Hey, um, divorce is delaying retirement. Did you hear about this? Uh, no. What do you got? You know, divorce. Um, half of people, right, are getting divorced. And so what do you think that's doing to individuals' finances? And I, we run into a lot of individuals, Alan and I have been doing this a long time, is that, well, people will live married, but not necessarily happily. Yes, true, because of the finances. Just because of the finances mm-hmm. blowing up. But if you just can't take it anymore, right? Or if you found if you just, someone else, you just can't take it. We're going to a psychology show now. Well, it's it's saying here that it's delaying. It's, um, people are delaying because it's it's too difficult financially. Well, yeah, because I mean, if you get divorced in your thirties, yeah, it's not going to hurt a, you. More financially. time to recover, right? Right. You got you got yeah. a broken heart. Right. Time heals. Time, okay. But right later, well, you don't have a lot of time when you're in your sixties, Al, seventies. When yeah, it comes you, to your finances. But you told us we're going to live into our 90s, so we got all kinds of time. Well, you, I never. I was just reading the statistic. I didn't come over that. <laughs> you're telling me I don't have much more time? I'm telling you, you're done. <laughs> I'm in. 
I'm in my 50s, but I don't have much time, and I'm barely hanging on to the 50s. Uh, as a result, divorced people is much more likely to be poor in their 60s and 70s and beyond. Previous research from the National Center for Family and Marriage Research shows the poverty rate is very low for married Americans over age 62 who never divorced. Oh. Just 3.4% of this group are poor. Okay. Meanwhile, 16% of single people divorced before age 50 are poor. Okay. And 19% of single people divorced after 50 are poor. Really? So you got to stay together. One reason for this disparity is Social Security, which we talked about earlier. Right? Right. Married people who have never been divorced get an average of about $23,000 a year from the federal uh, retirement program. Okay. While single people divorced after 50 qualify for an average of 12000 bucks a year. Okay. Also, women tend to end up worse off than men after later in life divorce. The poverty rate for single men divorced after age 50 is 11, while almost 30% of women divorced after 50 are poor. Oh, is that right? That's too bad. We actually did a, we did a, a couple TV shows on single ladies, and uh, so go check one of those out. Right. I think it's important. For, I mean, this is why planning is that much more important. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, these are pretty scary statistics. And if you take a look, too, is that women are a lot better planners than men. Right. And so they're better investors too, and they're a lot better investors, right? And so they're doing a lot more due diligence and planning, and I think a lot more of these statistics come out will help, um, you know, gain that independence because that's the last thing you want. You know what I yeah. mean? You live well, a nice, fruitful life, and yeah, I know. And you then, get divorced at right, but yeah, you marry some schmuck, and your, then... go, your golden years, and and your and and of course a big part of that. It's kind of obvious, but I'll say it anyway. Now you had one household, and now it's into two. So everything is, you know, Cut you got half. you got two mortgages or two rent payments, two utility payments, two cable bills. You know, all of the above, right? And so it becomes a lot more expensive. So you have basically the same. A- well, you actually have less. Assets. You have le- uh, yeah, because, you have less assets, less income, but because, not half of your expenses right, go away. Exactly, and yep, and part. I mean, even as a couple, you have less because you got to give some to the attorneys and the mediators and all that stuff. I mean, it's expensive to do. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess what I think what what you were trying to say is this, if I understood you correctly. <laughs> yeah, please help me. Is that right? If I get divorced. I'm still going to have a cable payment, right? I still have the power bill. Mm-hmm. I still have a phone bill. Before, two people were potentially paying that, so they're you sharing. only ha- you're sharing. I mean, like like your utility bill, for example. You're heating and cooling one home, exactly. not, not two homes. Uh, right. You got one cable bill, not two cable bills, and so on down the line. Right. I mean, some things are less. You got less, maybe less of a food, food. bill because you only have one person. Or maybe right? you're just eating a lot of ice cream. <laughs> because it's just you don't give a yes. <laughs> you're done. Anyway, so um, let's see. I got. Do I have something here that's kind of interesting? I think I have. I have some smorgasbord stuff here. Probably not. Let's see what I want. What do I want to go into? Uh, this uh, Joe. A lot of people in my neighborhood are um, n- newly empty nesters, right? So got to figure out what we need to be doing once we're newly empty nesters. Okay. I mean, and you're. I know you're quite interested because you're not even married. <laughs> but there are a lot of our listeners that the kids are finally out of the house. And and now what? And um, uh, this is uh, this is from CNBC, and this is a, an advisor named Mark Lespisa. And here's what he says: See if you agree or disagree. He says, first of all, declare a financial blackout. He said the temptation is too big to start celebrating. 
I guess that's what empty nesters do. They celebrate. <laughs> they can't believe it. And they start spending more money. They buy a new car. They go on a great European vacation. They do a new home edition. He says, uh, do a financial blackout. Get your, get your senses in order before you start spending money. Stockpile cash. Because, you know what? Retirement uh, may be 25, 30 years. And uh, in a lot of cases, when you have kids and they went to college, you spend a lot of money on them, and maybe you don't have quite enough savings. And the third thing he said, Joe, is um, don't downsize the house. Interesting. And he says, here's why he says, he says, uh, costs of buying and selling a home only to do it again during retirement may cost you more money. So here's what's going to happen, right, with the empty nesters. Yes. Well, you tell me. Then you're going to get divorced, <laughs> and then 30% of one of the spouses is going to be poor because you guys are spending too much time together. Yeah, that's, that is a problem. Got to take a break. Show's called Your Money or Wealth.